Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for joining us for these audio devotionals. I'm really excited about what is happening here and about our journey toward Easter. So let's jump right in. Now, one of the things that I always do before I read or reflect on scripture is to pray. And so I invite you to do that with me now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, for this opportunity to spend time with you, to learn from you, to grow closer to you as we read and reflect on your word together. Uh, we ask that you would lead us to uh, understand all that it is that you're communicating to us and not just in some general way, uh, but in ways that are deeply personal and particular to each one of our lives. We thank you and we praise you for Jesus and for the cross and it's in his name and identity that we come to you. Amen. So our scripture passage from uh, for today is Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through chapter 2, verse 3. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it. It was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times and days and years. And let them be lights in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, let the water teem with living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the water teems and that moves about in it, according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground, and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. 
Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all of their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. For you, what was the picture in your mind as we read through that passage? I think this passage causes many people in the West difficulty because we're modern, progressive people. We have science and reason, which tells us that this passage can't be true, and therefore it doesn't have anything to offer us. It's a sort of fable told by ancient people that's only good for those who don't really think too much. Now, maybe that's true, but I believe that there is much to see here if we have the eyes to see it. What, what I see is a man at his work table with a single light hanging down from the ceiling. He, he has grand plans and he's got a smile on his face. He has his tools set out to his right and to his left. And time and time again, he reaches into the darkness behind him and pulls out the next building block for his grand creation. He joins and he cuts and he shapes. He makes additions and subtractions. He holds it up. He spins it around. He pulls it in close to make sure that every detail is just as he envisioned it. To, to put it simply, I see the creativity, the intention, and the power of God. Creation is what I love about my work as a landscape architect. It's uh, absolutely incredible to me uh, to be involved in a process where an idea becomes lines on a paper that becomes streets and plazas and parks and recreation facilities, places where people feel the wind and the warmth of the sun, where they can have fun together and create lasting memories together. Now, I've worked on some pretty big projects, and some of them will impact the lives of hundreds of thousands of people as time goes on and people keep on using them. But, but they're just specks on our planet. They're, they're unnoticeable dots on the earth when they're viewed from a plane. The, the dimensions of God's project is measured in light years, billions of light years. And the scriptures tell us that he formed and fashioned every last inch of it. 
our, our modern minds may not find this passage to be scientifically correct, but there is truth in this passage that I believe science cannot offer us. It, here's what I mean. Science can tell us how things work and what will happen within certain parameters, but it can't tell us where those things began or what they're for. Science tells us about a big bang, but from where did the objects of that explosion come? Science tells us uh, what it takes to support human life, but it can't tell us why human life exists or what to do with human life. Genesis is a word that means origins. And in this passage, we see that the universe and everything in it originated from God. It was no accident, and, and most significantly to us, we were no accident. People were the high point of God's design. And after all the amazing work that he accomplished, it wasn't until he brought people to the earth that things were very good. I hear great encouragement in this passage. I hear God saying that he created the universe on purpose, that humans are no accident. In, in fact, that they're the highlight of everything that he made. I, I've been privileged to see the sun rise over the Atlantic Ocean and see it set into the Mediterranean Sea. I, I've skied in the Rocky Mountains and I've been up against the giant peaks of the Alps. I, I've, I've been in national parks uh, in California seeing the giant sequoias. I've been in Vermont uh, during the fall and, and seeing the vibrant colors. I live in a place where I can see regularly Ohio's tranquil rolling farmland. Now, each of these sites has caused me great wonder, yet to God, people are infinitely more wonderful. Those things were just good, but to him, people were very good. Well, uh, that's what the passage said to me. How about you? As you take time to reflect on this passage for yourself, I encourage you to consider these two things. Number one, what about God stands out to you from this passage? And number two, how does this passage impact how you see God and relate to him? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for revealing yourself to us uh, through this passage and our time with you. We ask that you would help us to see you for who you really are and that doing so would impact the way that we live. I pray for those who have doubts, uh, that you would comfort them in their questions and that you would give them the answers they need to trust in you. We thank you for loving us. We ask that you would guide us and protect us today and always. In Jesus' name. Amen.